came here for some music. It kind of happened really organically, really like spontaneously. It's not just going in there and making a noise, folks. <laughs> the Classic Rock Files with Kelly Parker. Well, I hope you had a fantastic long weekend. Charlene McCrory, the widow of late ZZ Top bassist Dusty Hill, has broken her silence following Hill's unexpected death. In a letter posted to the band's Facebook page, McCrory thanked fans, colleagues, and friends for the overwhelming outpouring of love. She revealed more details about how Hill passed, and contrary to official reports and Billy Gibbons' own statement, which he no doubt intended to be graceful toward his buddy Hill, said the following, quote, He wasn't supposed to leave me or all of you. That wasn't the plan he and I had. The plan was for another round of physical therapy with a different approach to help his chronic bursitis. The plan was he would return to the second leg of the tour in September. Early Wednesday morning, my world and yours would lose a great musician and I would lose my greatest love. He woke me up and we talked and as he was sweetly chatting with me, he suddenly stopped and he was gone in an instant. Wow. Got the whole statement posted up on the Facebook page. Meanwhile, it's been reported that Hill recorded some bass and vocal tracks for a new ZZ Top album in the months leading up to his death. This according to Billy Gibbons. Gibbons said it will, quote, require some completion work to incorporate Hill's vocal tracks into the finished LP, but the band has, quote, got a couple of things with Dusty singing lead that'll make sense. The band will also soldier on with longtime guitar tech Elwood Francis filling in for Hill, per Hill's instructions, before he went on leave. ZZ Top, of course, cancelled their Wednesday performance in Simpsonville, South Carolina, after Hill's death, but they were back on the road Friday night in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. That is also posted up on the Facebook page. Gibbons recently revealed that ZZ Top's 16th studio album could arrive by very late this year. Sammy Hagar has revealed that Eddie Van Halen suggested the two, quote, make some noise together. Sammy says he was relieved to find Eddie in a better headspace when he reached out four or five months prior to Eddie's death. When I recontact with Eddie, you know, four or five months before he died, we got together, you know, kind of made men's. It wasn't like, oh, well, you got to apologize for this. Or when I talked to him the first time after all the years and I said, hey, Eddie, I've been trying to get a hold of you. Through. I called your brother. I called your dad. He goes, why didn't you call me? I'm going... Well, that's a good point, you know. <laughs> and I said, well, I had to ask him, you know, if I wanted to make sure you were cool with me getting in contact with you. I didn't want you to call me some names and hang up the phone and, and stir the whole thing back up. And he said, no, no, no. You know, he said, I love you, man. And it's like, and I realized at that point that he, he had elevated his whole thing. He had come to peace with everything. He knew he was sick. And it was so great to contact the guy when he was in that state of mind. You know, if I'd have got him six months earlier or a year, you know, it probably would have been, you know, went in, oh, yeah, well, you said this, you said that. He was totally above it all. He was talking to me like Wolfie's dad. And, man, I'm so glad that that happened at that time because if it wouldn't have, if we'd have never made peace and he would have passed the way he did, I would feel terrible. I'm so grateful that we connected. And uh, he said, hey, let's make some noise. He goes, I got to get a lot of work to do on myself this year, you know. He said, you ain't going to believe it. You know, I've been fighting this stuff for 15 years, and now I got this big thing on my neck and my throat right now, and I got to, you know, I got to get it all straightened out. And next year, you and I got to make some noise. We made some great music together, and I want to do it again. I was just like, yes. I said, Eddie, that ain't what I'm calling you about. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm calling about to see if you're okay. But hearing those things really made me able to handle his death because it was it's still tough as hell but i miss the guy
That would have been awesome. And finally, Weezer has unveiled its cover of Metallica's Enter Sandman. It's the latest installment from the upcoming Metallica Blacklist covers album. That's due for release on September 10th. A total of 53 artists covering their favorite Metallica tunes. And the Weezer-Metallica connection may not jump right out, but Metallica's influence on Weezer has been right there from the start. When Rivers Cuomo sat down to write one of his first Weezer tracks in 1991, which was Undone, also known as the Sweater Song, he found himself actually taking a page out of Metallica's playbook. He said, I just picked up that acoustic guitar. The first thing I played was that riff, and it just feels so classic to me. Even now, when the band starts to play it, it just takes over the energy in the room, and you're just transported into the world of Weezer. It wasn't until years after I wrote it that I realized it's almost a complete ripoff of Welcome Home Sanitarium by Metallica. So here's what Weezer's cover of Enter Sandman sounds like. Pretty faithful, just a tad more poppy. Say your prayers, little boy. at the end off to never never land yeah by the way today is uh, james hetfield's 58th birthday so happy birthday yeah james hetfield that is the classic rock files